You know, I just love the beginning intro to Megan's World News Channel podcast. I mean, I just love it. I And, you know, I paid for that music. I paid for that music. I just love it. I mean, to me, it sounds like the musical entry for a queen. Okay? A queen. And Meghan Markle is a queen. So she deserves queen intro music, right? (laughs) All right. Well, hello, hello, and hello, everybody. I would like to welcome you to another episode of Megan's World News Channel Podcast. I am your host, Special K Thoughts, a.k.a. Special K, better known in the world of Twitter. If you do not know by now, Megan's World is a pro Megan Markle News Channel podcast. We here at Megan's World are fans and stands of Megan Markle and Prince Harry, too. All right, Meganettes. During this episode, we are definitely going to talk about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's, let's just say one for the record books, three-day New York City business trip. And we are also going to do this. Oh, I got tongue-tied there. But we are also going to discuss. <laughs> it's the musical entry, okay? The, the musical entry, for some reason, has me tripping because I just love it. All right. Back to what I was saying. We are also going to discuss Meghan and Harry's appearance at the Global Citizen Live concert. We are going to discuss and analyze those speeches because I'm telling you, those speeches were very intentional. They were very informative and they had a lot of depth to it. And um, so we're going to have fun and we're going to listen to the speech and we're going to analyze them together okay all right let's go ahead and um, get into it and uh, we're gonna have some fun during this episode since this pandemic began we've been talking to the experts about how we can do our part this week we sat with independent growth health leaders to further understand how we get closer to vaccine equity and ending this health crisis but we're battling more than the virus alone. This is a battle of misinformation, bureaucracy, lack of transparency, and lack of access. And above all, this is a human rights crisis. All right, let's go ahead and discuss what Prince Harry had to say in that 30 to 40 second clip. First of all, he makes it clear that he and Meghan have been in New York City conducting business very important business. They have been meeting with global world leaders discussing lack of access to vaccines globally. I mean, we've all seen the pictures. We've all read the articles, okay? Seeing Prince Harry and Meghan meeting with global world leaders. I mean, they attended a meeting with the United Nations. Chelsea Clinton was there. They had a meeting with the general secretary, of the United Nations. I mean, that's huge. I believe that Secretary General of the United Nations. That is huge. They had a meeting with the Deputy Secretary General of the United Nations. They had a meeting with the United Nations Ambassador 
Okay, these are very, very, very important people. And they are not going to waste their time meeting with somebody just because they're famous. They're going to meet with somebody because they feel that that person has some type of influence. All right. Prince Harry went on in that 30 to 40 second clip and he mentioned misinformation, disinformation. He mentioned bureaucracy and he mentioned lack of transparency. Those of us who have had government jobs or who work in the government, we all know that there is lack of transparency. Why? Because the government wants to hide their shit. Okay? We all know working in government, there is lots and lots of bureaucracy. Okay? And we all know that there is misinformation and disinformation within the media. There is. Okay? I mean, you got people out there who believe that if you take the vaccine, that your fingers may fall off or that your toes may turn green. You got people who believe that if you take the vaccine, that you're going to start glowing. I'm serious. You got people who believe that if you take the vaccine, that the government has some type of tracker within the vaccine and they can be able to track your ass. I'm serious. I saw this on the news. I was watching the news the other day and there was a school board meeting and this mother got up and she said that if you take the vaccine, the government has a tracker within the vaccine that can track your ass. And I'm sitting there thinking this lady got to be dumb as hell. Okay. I mean, first of all, the government does not need you to take a vaccine to track your ass. If you have a social security number, Okay, and now I'm talking about within the United States. If you have a social security number and you use it, the government can track your ass. If you've bought a house, if you've bought a car, if you have credit cards, if you have a bank account, if you've received a tax refund, any type of check from the government, they can track your ass. Okay, so please believe me, sweetie. Taking the vaccine does not mean that the government can track Yo ass. I mean, that's anyway, there's no hope for that person. But what's crazy is, is that you have people in powerful positions like the government who are spewing negativity, right? They're reporting not just negativity, but misinformation, disinformation. I mean, you had a president of the United States who told everybody that if you drink bleach, right, that you're vaccinated. And what's so sad is, is that there were people who actually drank bleach and got very sick. I mean, seriously, you know, that is just really sad when you think about it. Um, It's sad that people really honestly thought that the better option was to drink bleach instead of getting a vaccine. And the reason why people thought that that was the better option was because They got that information from the former president of the United States. And where do you think that dumbass got that information? More than likely, he probably got it from a certain segment in the media. Okay? I mean, it's just sad. It's sad when you have people who think that if you take the vaccine, that you will glow in the dark. Or that the government has a tracker within the vaccine and they 
they can track you. It's sad that there are people who believe if you take the vaccine that your fingers will fall off and your toes will turn green. <laughs> okay. And where are these people getting this information? More than likely, they are getting this information from certain segments within the media. Okay, I mean, it's just sad all around. Prince Harry is absolutely right. We are at war. We're at war with this misinformation, disinformation, lack of transparency, bureaucracy, and definitely lack of accountability. Who is holding people in the media who are reporting this misinformation, disinformation? Who is holding them accountable? Who is holding these people within the government that are reporting this misinformation, disinformation. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next clip and hear what Meghan Markle has to say. Every single person on this planet has a fundamental right to get this vaccine. That's the point, but that's not happening. And while in this country and many others, you can go almost anywhere and get vaccinated, billions of people around the world cannot. All right, Meghan Markle talks about a very important point. Here in the United States, there's plenty of access to these vaccines, plenty of access, right? I mean, you can go to Walmart, get the vaccine. You can go to your local grocery store. If there's a pharmacy inside that grocery store and get a vaccine, you can go to CVS pharmacy. You can go to Walgreens. I mean, you can go to the hospital. I, there's access everywhere, okay? They have vaccine drives. Sometimes on these military bases, they will have vaccine drives where you can just pull up and they'll poke you in the arm, right? Some of these high schools, they have these big um, parking lots that will have vaccine drives, right? I mean, there's vaccine drives everywhere. You can go to your local health department and, and get a vaccine. That's happening here in the United States. However, outside of the United States, that's not happening. There are billions and billions of people outside of the United States who do not have access to the vaccine. And that is the point that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are trying to make. This year, the world's expected to produce enough doses to meet the target of vaccinating 70% of people in every single country. But it is wrong that so much of the vaccine supply has only gone to just 10 wealthy nations so far and not everyone else. It's just not okay. Now, let's go ahead and discuss what Meghan Markle just said, because what Meghan Markle just said is very, very important, and it's something new that I learned. Now, what she said was, is that this year, the world is expected to produce enough vaccinations to meet the target of vaccinating 70% of the population in each and every country. However, so far, only 10 of the wealthiest countries have received those vaccinations. Now, ain't that some bullshit? Like, really? I mean, she didn't say that part, but man, that is some bullshit. But like Megan said, that's just not right. That is just so wrong. And Megan said it with her whole chest. I mean, her arm was going, her hand was flinging. I mean, Megan Markle was serious about that. You could tell that that upsets her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 
I mean, you saw the sister girl in her. You really did. She was like five seconds away from a head roll. Okay? I mean, <laughs> you could tell that that really got to her, and it should. It should infuriate all of us. I mean, it's like, come on. The world is expected to produce enough vaccinations that will vaccinate 70% of the population in each and every country in this world. However, only the 10 wealthiest countries have received those vaccinations so far. I mean, damn, where is the compassion? Like, seriously. So that's something new that I learned. And um, you got to really think about that. You really, really do. All right, let's go on to the next clip. Guys, we have what we need to vaccinate the world. But the experts told us, here's what's getting in the way. They said many countries are ready to produce vaccines at home, yet they aren't allowed to because ultra-wealthy pharmaceutical companies are not sharing the recipes to make them. These countries... These countries have the means, the ability, and the workers to start manufacturing. All they are waiting for is the vaccine intellectual property to be waived and for the vaccine technology to be transferred over. And, and by the way, many of these vaccines were publicly funded. They are your vaccines. You paid for them. Uh-oh. Shots fired. One thing about Prince Harry, he pulls no punches. Now, there is a lot to dissect in what he said. I mean, a lot. Okay, and I'm pretty sure a lot of these pharmaceutical companies are pissed off at Prince Harry. Good. That's what they get for being greedy. Prince Harry called those pharmaceutical companies out. He called them out. And I love him for it. And what I loved about that part of the speech was that Prince Harry was clear and he was precise. The audience understood exactly what he was saying. I could have swore I heard somebody scream, you tell it, Prince Harry. <laughs> okay, did I hear that? I thought I heard that. Okay. Prince Harry, he called the pharmaceutical companies out. He said, hey, there are enough vaccinations to vaccinate the population. As a matter of fact, a lot of these poor countries can and are willing to produce and manufacture these vaccines. What is stopping that? What is stopping that? According to the experts, what is stopping that are these big-time pharmaceutical companies. That's what's stopping that. They don't want these poor countries to be able to produce and manufacture these vaccines. Why? Why is that? Why wouldn't Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer and, what is it, Moderna and those companies want these poor countries 
to produce and manufacture these vaccines. Money, it's all about the money. That's why the majority of these vaccinations are going to the 10 wealthiest countries, people. Vaccine equity, the reason there's a barrier in global access, it's because of money. It's because of big business. And Prince Harry called they asses out. I love him for that. All right, let's go on to the next segment. And when we view this as a humanitarian crisis, which it is, control over a vaccine that can help save lives should not be solely in the hands of the fortunate few. You know what? I'm going to start calling Prince Harry and Meghan Markle Swiss and Wesson. Because <laughs> these two, they are up here on this stage just firing shots. I mean, pow, 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 pow. They firing shots. They are pulling no punches. What Meghan Markle just said is absolutely true. When we the people, when big businesses, the government and these huge pharmaceutical companies start viewing this COVID-19 crisis as a humanitarian crisis, then all these vaccinations will stop going to the fortunate few. And these big pharmaceutical companies will realize that they should be allowing these poor countries the ability to produce and manufacture vaccines so their people can have access to the vaccines as well. Like I said before, you know, the audience understood exactly what Meghan Markle and Prince Harry had to say. They got it. I heard somebody yell, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next segment. The experts also told us that doses are being bought up and stockpiled by wealthy nations and sent later to developing countries, often when they're close to expiration and when it's already too late. Dose-sharing commitments are so important and appreciated, but this cannot just be a charity operation. It's a fundamental human rights issue. All right. So what Prince Harry basically said in the last segment was that the experts told him and Meghan, more than likely during these United Nations meetings, is that the 10 wealthiest countries are buying up, hogging all of the vaccinations, stockpiling them, and then when there's a surplus, they will go ahead and sell the vaccinations that weren't used to the poor countries. However, when they sell the unused vaccinations to the poorer countries, those vaccinations are going to expire pretty soon. Now, ain't that some bullshit? And you know, Prince Harry, he didn't name no names, but you know that the United States of America is all up in that. That has the United States of America fingerprints all over that because that's the type of country we are when it comes to money, okay? I know the United States is one of those countries that is buying all of these vaccinations, stockpiling them, hogging them, and we end up having this huge surplus, but we still sit on them, right? 
And then right before the expiration date, we decided to go on ahead and sell them to the poorer countries. Top dollar. Knowing that the vaccinations are about to expire in two days. <laughs> like I said, I love this country, but damn, we are greedy as hell. And sometimes we just have no compassion. And I'm not talking about the American people, but I'm talking about the United States government. And finally, in our conversations, these experts shared that how the vaccine is distributed and who it's distributed to should be left to independent international organizations who know exactly where the doses are most needed. Just think about the millions of vaccines that have been discarded this year. That's like throwing away life vests when those around you are drowning. Okay. There's a lot to dissect in regards to what Meghan Markle just said. What she's basically saying is, is that throughout these meetings with these global world leaders, a.k.a. experts, you know, the concern is how these vaccinations are being distributed and who they are being distributed to. Okay. And that holds a lot of power because what's happening is, is that the 10 wealthiest countries are hogging and stockpiling all of the vaccinations. Why is that? It's because the 10 wealthiest countries have the money. They have the big bucks to pay for these vaccinations. And what the experts are saying, what the global world leaders are saying, is that how the vaccinations are distributed and who they are distributed to should be decided by independent international companies that know exactly where the vaccine is needed. I mean, that makes sense, but that's not what's happening. What's happening is, is that the 10 wealthiest countries are buying up all of the vaccines. They are stockpiling all of them. Why? Because they have the money to buy all of them. So they're buying all of these vaccinations, they're stockpiling them, and then right before they expire, they sell them to the poorer countries. And when the poorer countries get them, they really have no choice but to discard them because they've expired. It's like she said, it's like having all of these life vests and throwing them away when you have millions of people around you that are drowning. I mean, that's just very, very sad and it's very, very greedy. And, you know, I can only speak about what's going on in America, but you know, we really need to pay attention to what Prince Harry said earlier. All of these vaccines are paid for here in America by the taxpayer, okay? So you got the United States government buying up all of these vaccines with our taxpayer money, and then because of all this surplus, they're either throwing them away or they're selling them to the poorer countries right before the expiration date. And the poorer countries end up throwing them away anyway. Your taxpayer money going down the drain because the United States government is being greedy. Need to think about that. So where does that leave us? My wife and I believe... <laughs>
<laughs> now that was a beautiful, authentic moment. <laughs> I mean, like, it just, like, came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> now, did you guys hear somebody in the audience literally scream, I love you, Britney! Like, did you hear that person? <laughs> I thought that was awesome. My wife and I believe the way you're born should not dictate your ability to survive. He is absolutely right. Where you are born should not dictate your ability to survive. Especially when the treatments exist to keep you safe. So, global citizens, we ask you tonight, do you think we should start treating the access, access to the vaccine as basic human rights? I don't think they heard you. Thank you. When we start making decisions through that lens, where every single person deserves equal access to the vaccine, then we can achieve what is needed together for all of us. So, basically, in a nutshell, what Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and these experts and global world leaders are saying is that we as a people, we as the human race, globally, need to start viewing the lack of access to vaccines globally as a humanitarian crisis. We should be looking out for our brothers and sisters globally in the world. It's not fair that the 10 wealthiest countries are hogging up all of the vaccines <laughs> based on wealth. It's not fair. It's not okay. It's just wrong. So that is what vaccine equity is all about, ensuring that vaccines are available globally, ensuring that people have access to vaccines globally outside of the United States, okay? For you dumbasses who are quick to say that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are involved in this initiative for publicity only. Because there's access to vaccines in the United States. Anybody in the United States can get a vaccine. Well, no shit, stupid. That's not what this initiative is about. This initiative is about people having access to vaccines globally, outside of the United States. Not every country has access to the vaccines. And that's what this initiative is all about. I mean, some people are just so stupid. <laughs> all right. I had a lot of fun. That was fun um, dissecting and analyzing Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's speech at the Global Citizen Live uh, concert. That speech was um, very insightful. It was um, very informative. It had a lot of depth. And um, you could tell that the meetings that they had with the global world leaders and the experts um, were very impactful 
and they took all of that information and they made a speech. <laughs> and I love them for it because, like I said, I learned quite a few things in that speech. There is a lot going on that I wasn't aware of. And um, it really made me think about some of the things that they said, especially when it came to uh, the part about how vaccinations are distributed and who they are distributed to. You know, I was not aware that there was so much lack of access globally to the vaccines. I just wasn't. Um, you know, I knew that, you know, in some countries that there probably would be lack of access, but I did not know that it was that serious. And I also wasn't aware that a lot of my taxpayer money is being thrown down the drain. Like I said, Prince Harry, you know, he didn't name any countries, but you know, the, you know, <laughs> I'm almost started stuttering, but you know that the United States fingerprints is all over that. You know that the United States is one of the 10 countries that's buying up, hogging up all of the vaccines, stockpiling them. And then I would say probably over 50% of those vaccines are just sitting there getting ready to expire. You know, we have a lot of anti-vaxxers in this country. So that's a lot of our taxpayer money just going down the drain. And that's just horrible, horrible when the United States doesn't have to buy all of those vaccinations and they can let some of these poorer countries buy them. So anyway, lovely speech by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I enjoyed it. All right. As I stated earlier, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they had a three-day business trip in New York City. A three-day business trip in New York City. I mean, the first day, right, they meet with the mayor of New York and the governor of New York. They go to the One World Observatory, and then they go to the 911 memorial to pay their respects. And then after that, they go to a United Nations meeting with Chelsea Clinton and some other very important people, right? And then after that, they go and they have a meeting with the United Nations ambassador, Linda Thomas Greenfield. Like, wow. I mean, their very first day in New York City, they did all of that. I mean, that's a lot. Think about it. Like, they covered all levels of government in New York. I mean, all levels of government in New York. They met with the local mayor. They met with a state governor. And they met with federal people that work in government, right? The United Nations ambassador. She's a federal employee. I mean, that, that's, that's crazy. All right, the next day, what do Harry and Meghan do? They meet the people of New York. Yes, they meet the people of New York and they go into the community. All right, I loved it. Harry and Meghan actually went to an elementary school in Harlem, New York. Yes, they did. And to be honest, I wasn't that surprised. You know why? 
because Princess Diana went to Harlem, New York in 1989. Yes, she did. So I was not that surprised that Harriet and Meghan were in Harlem, New York. But then again, I kind of was. So anyway, Harriet and Meghan, they went to Harlem, New York, and they visited an elementary school. P.S. 123, also known as the Mahalia Jackson Community School. Harry and Megan, they went and they visited the second graders, a whole class of second graders. Now, some of those second graders look kind of big to me. <laughs> Just some of them. But anyway, Megan, you know, she read her book, The Bench, to the second graders. And what's so funny is that Prince Harry actually sat with the second graders. And while Megan was reading her book, he was talking to the little kids and disturbing them while they're trying to listen to his wife read the book. <laughs> I mean, she was having a reading class, reading the bench, and he's sitting with the second graders, bothering them, harassing them, while his wife is trying to have a reading class. <laughs> now, see, if I was Megan, I would have snatched Harry up, and I would have told his ass that he needed to go sit in the corner. <laughs> I mean, I just love Prince Harry. He just has such a bubbling funny, authentic, genuine, spontaneous personality. And, you know, the second graders were loving it. You know, they were looking at him like, really, dude, are you really trying to talk to us right now? But <laughs> I thought that was just so cute. But anyway, um, Megan and Harry, they visit this school. These kids absolutely loved Megan and Harry. There were hugs all around. Even some little girls started crying when it was time for Megan to go. I mean, that's a testament to how genuine of a person she is. I mean, she had that type of impact on those second graders in that short amount of time. Wow. Okay. Children know your spirit. I'm telling you. Like somebody said um, on Twitter, I had posted something on Twitter um, and you know, somebody had replied, you know, little kids can be savages. You know, if a little kid don't like you, they're not going to go nowhere near you. So to see these pictures of these little kids hugging Harry and hugging Megan and not wanting to let Megan go really is a testament to um, the type of heart that she has and, and, and how much compassion that she has. Those kids really felt her compassion and Prince Harry's compassion and love within that short amount of time. One thing, you cannot fool children, especially children from Harlem, New York. Okay? <laughs> now, news came out that Harry and Meghan, they actually made a donation to the school. And uh, through their Archwell Foundation in partnership with Procter & Gamble, uh, they stocked the school's pantry with personal health and hygiene supplies, and they plan on donating a washer and dryer as well as some school uniforms to the kids. I mean, I thought that was awesome. And Harry and Megan on their own, they actually donated two garden boxes filled with vegetables and herbs to the school. So not only did they visit the children, but they left a donation to help the children and their families out. So I thought that was awesome and 
and just wonderful. Now, they didn't stop there. After Harry and Meghan met the kids um, at the elementary school in Harlem, you know, they got hungry. They had to go get them something to eat. So where do they go? <laughs> they actually go to Melba's restaurant. Now, Melba's restaurant is a legendary soul food restaurant in Harlem, New York. I mean, it's legendary. I've been to Melba's. I've been to Harlem. I've been to, to New York City. I've been to Manhattan. I've been all up in New York, okay? And I've been to Melba's restaurant. Last time I was there probably was about three years ago. And let me tell you something. Their food is excellent. You talk about some good home cooking soul food. Melba's restaurant is the truth. I honestly was that impressed. I was not expecting good soul food like that in Harlem, New York. I just wasn't. And boy, was I dead wrong. Their fried chicken and they macaroni and cheese, mm, seriously, make you want to slap your mama for real. You make you want to slap her two times, okay? <laughs> but anyway, Harry and Megan, they went and they got something to eat at Melba's restaurant and they met uh, Melba herself. And of course, Melba was very loving and she was very genuine and when Harry and Meghan came to the restaurant, she told them that this is your home. Welcome home. And Meghan gave Melba a hug, and Harry gave Melba this big, long, warm hug, and they went inside the restaurant and got them something to eat. And um, somebody said that, you know, Harry said that he tried the chicken and waffles and um, that he ate greens. And that Harry also said that greens was a staple in the house because Doria cooks greens. And man, when I heard that, I almost fell out. <laughs> I mean, I, I almost fell out. I mean, Prince Harry knows what soul food tastes like, okay? He's actually learning about black culture. And I think that is just so wonderful. I, I, I just think it's awesome that Doria is is around him and Megan and, of course, her grandkids a lot. I mean, it's obvious. If she's cooking greens, I mean, she's, a, she's around them a lot. So I think it's great that he's um, learning about black culture and that he's eating greens and that he's eating fried chicken and he's eating macaroni and cheese and cornbread and um, what, black-eyed peas <laughs> <laughs> what else? What other type of soul food? Um, I wonder if he's ever had okra and, and tomatoes. I wonder if he's ever had something like that or <laughs> ham hock, right? Turkey neck bone, smoked neck bone. <laughs> you know what? Prince Harry, he's going to have a belly after a while. I mean, Megan needs to make sure that he works out. But anyway, um, in regards to the trip, to uh, Melba's restaurant, once again, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they, they made a donation to the community. Uh, news came out that they actually made a $25,000 donation to um, a fund that Melba's restaurant is having uh, for the employees. Now, during the COVID 
you know, crisis, a, a lot of uh, restaurant employees, you know, a lot of their hours were cut. And a lot of them are struggling financially because of that. So um, I believe that Melba's restaurant uh, had a fundra- fundraising campaign of $250,000. And that money would go to helping out those employees that, you know, whose hours were cut. And what Harry and Megan did was they donated to that fundraising campaign. They donated $25,000. Now, that's just awesome. Again, giving back to the community, investing in the community. Um, When you go local like that, people will always remember that. Seriously. People will always remember that, that you helped them out. It always starts local. Okay, and that's why I'm so glad that they went to the elementary school and left a donation and they went to a restaurant, a famous African-American owned restaurant by African-American female. You know, they made a donation to that. So um, I really do hope that they stay in touch with Melba and that they go back out there and, and, and visit um, because that people will always remember that. That will always stay in people's minds that um, Harry and Megan cared enough to visit that restaurant and make a donation. Because they didn't have to do that, but they did. So um, big ups to Harry and Megan for doing that. And um, I'm telling you, if you're ever in Harlem, please do yourself a favor and go to Melba's restaurant. I promise you, you will not regret it. (laughs) All right. Now we are coming to an end to this podcast. Um, I had a lot of fun with this podcast. I had a lot of fun going um, over Harry and Meghan's speech. And, um, you know, just, just this past weekend has been great. If you're a Harry and Meghan fan, this was one of the best weekends, period. Okay. Now, I know a lot of people in the Success Squad don't like it when when uh, fans make speculations. However, I'm going to speculate, and I'm just going to say it right here on this podcast. I really do believe that pretty soon we're going to hear a big announcement as a result of all of these meetings that Harry and Meghan have had with these global world leaders. Okay. I'm thinking it might be some type of partnership with Archwell Foundation, you know, something along that lines. But don't be surprised if there's a big announcement made along the lines in regards to something like that. Okay? All right. So, like I said, we are coming to an end of this podcast. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys did too. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button in the right lower corner. We're on Twitter. Please go and follow us on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Please go follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram page, we're starting to pick up over there in regards to followers. So please go on our Instagram page and follow. All right. Usually we end this podcast with a famous Meghan Markle quote, but we're not going to do that. We're going to go ahead 
and leave this podcast with a famous Prince Harry quote. All right, here we go. My wife and I, I will say it one more again. Prince Harry quote, famous. My wife and I. I am Special K Thoughts, and I'm out.